are live. We are live. Yo, Winston Reed. What's going on, Reed? Yeah, not much, not much, Brody, man. It's good to be here. Glad to be back. This is round two. We're going to get it right this time, though. Yeah, that's all right, man. Right, first of all, this, uh, it's a pregame. This, this is a little sound check. We just had an early sound check. That's all it is. Facts, facts. Yeah, man. So, starting out, I just want to say uh, I really appreciate all the support throughout the years, man. Like, like I was talking about on the other one, man. You you came out to the events early on, like really yeah. early on, back when, when they had base part of studios. Even when you uh, you know, even when you weren't part of the actual event, you came to show love, man, hanging out, you know what I mean, spreading love and uh, you know, just just rapid, just, just chopping it up with folks, man. I really appreciate that, man. For sure, man. No, and it's it's dope because some of the people that I met at the at the events i still like keep in contact with and i see them doing you know big things like young dude questionizer uh, uh I, I met him at one of the, the one of the mashups and now i see he's working with um who is he working he's working with um drummer boy right drummer boy, no yeah. no drummer boy, yeah, yeah. drummer boy yeah so you know i'm i'm, I'm happy to see that um but now i'm i'm happy to be able to to have been a part of it so early on because it's a dope platform it helped me it was one of the first places where I was able to practice, you know, live performance uh, and get over some of those jitters and things like that. So, you know, I appreciate you. And I still try to send people to the app. Now, I didn't, is, is the space closed? You don't have that anymore? Yeah, we had to shut the space down. So now it's the all the app, 100% app now. Facts, facts. That's yeah. Bad. yeah, I appreciate it, man. So tell me about that. Because like I said, when we, when we first met, we were in Atlanta. And you made that move from Atlanta down to Miami. Tell me about, you know, why, why that move came about. Man, I, uh, a lot of things happened during that COVID kind of situation that, that just made Atlanta kind of a little obsolete for me in, in a way. Um, I lost some personal connections that, uh, that, that were real deep. And so being in that environment was still kind of painful for me. So I just, I needed a new start. Uh, but on top of that, with my music and wanting to really focus on my music and take music seriously, it was difficult for me in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, but because I'm already known as so many other things to, to people, it's hard to get them to take your music seriously, no matter how seriously you're taking it. Right. Um, and I also started to realize that eventually they'll come around when other people come around. And so, you know, because your friends and the people who know you, they they support you last, but they do support you the hardest. <laughs> they they going to make sure everybody know how long they've known you, how long they've all that. So go get, I'm out here trying to go get my, uh, my, my stranger fan base. And I'm sure the Atlantans will, will, will jump on board when it's time. Yeah, definitely, man. And the music speaks for itself, man. I just got finished listening to the album Flawed Muslim. And yeah, uh, yeah man, I, I love, first of all, I love the marketing plan of the album, how you did it. So, a brand new single every single week. You know what I'm saying? Every single week, a brand new single. And at the end of it, and you just released the last single, the 13th single this past week, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. So every every week, just waiting on a brand new single. You did it like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like HBO does a series. You know what I mean? That's, that's a really Facts. good way of doing it, man. Well, man, you know, everybody, well, most indies all eventually come across Russ. And, and and the strategies he used to kind of pop back in the day, but he was using them on SoundCloud. So, you know, he was releasing a song every week on SoundCloud and he did that, I think for a little over a year, which is out, which is ridiculous after doing it for 13 weeks. <laughs> it's, it's so difficult. But what I wanted to do was I still, you know, when you're dealing with Spotify, you're dealing with art, like artistry professional, like as a professional, I still wanted to be able to, 
to produce this project and tell this story um, in a way that made sense. But I was like, at the same time, I don't want to, I don't have the kind of fan base that allows me to release 13 songs and, and, and expect people to give me that 30 minutes of their time. And so I said, how can I mix the two? And that's what I came up with. It was like, all right, we're going to shoot a video, a, a kind of a performance style video for every song. And then we're going to give every song a week with uh, kind of the same push behind it. We're going to do reels every day. We have a kind of a post strategy and eventually the grid on my profile. If you go look at it, scroll through, you can kind of see it's very it makes a lot of sense. That's actually going to be my next piece of content. I'm going to show people how to interact with my Instagram page. Um, but it went really well, man. Uh, I found some new marketing partners who I trust throughout the process because I was able to every week I had a new opportunity to test something and see you know, what's legit. That's still, that's still the, uh, it's still a minefield out here for indie artists when you talk about marketing. Um, so finding something that's actually legit uh, was a blessing. One of the companies I worked with, they ran a marketing campaign for time management, actually. Um, and they ran a six week campaign and we ended up on Discover Weekly and generated like 50,000 streams on Discover Weekly. So I know what, appreciate it. I know what they're doing works. <laughs> so some of the other, uh, some of the other companies I worked with were semi-successful, but from here on, I'll be working with them every time I release a record. Um, in fact, they're going to pick up a couple of the, a couple of more singles from um, from Flawed Muslim because my goal for Flawed Muslim before I release a new like <clears throat> solo single or project or anything is a million streams on Spotify. Uh, I I really want to see that. So I think we are off to a good start. I think it's over. 150,000 streams, which is another reason why we released the way we released because on release day, we have, uh, we already have a foundation. Um, and so that was, things went about as well as they could go. One of my major goals was I wanted to be able to be getting booked for shows by the time the 13th week rolled around. And in like the 11th week, I got hit up and booked for a show in North Carolina. So, okay. uh, mission accomplished Raleigh. Raleigh. Okay. Good deal, man. Good music. Yeah. Really good music. Absolutely, absolutely. I forget the name of the venue, but uh, the venue we're doing is one of the venues that J. Cole uh, started at and still revisits from time to time. So it's a solid venue. It's actually going to take place. It was supposed to happen this past Monday, but it was so short notice that I'm glad they pushed it back to July so that I can really put a show together, um, get my DJ and, and get some rehearsals in, get the set list and all that, and really, really give them something to remember as well as be able to document for myself to be able to use to get booked more often. Okay, now that makes sense, man. I really see a lot more artists don't using that same, you know, way of releasing songs, the way of releasing albums, man, because it makes a lot of sense. It's like kind of how we talk about HBO versus Netflix, because you stay inside that, the conversation. Because even when I heard the, heard the first single like 13 weeks ago, I was like, oh shoot, like, yo, yo, he like, this is some serious stuff. And then talked about that, and then you had the content, you know, the background for the video and all that kind of stuff. But it's like you stayed in consciousness for 13 weeks. And now, you know, you got a whole body of work. But it was like the buildup of every single week. And on top of that, you, you know, you're flooded with so much music now. It's not like how it used to be when you're waiting on you flow with so much music. Like you said, to give 30 minutes is different than, okay, let me check out the single. Let me check out right. the single next week. So it, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense in this new day and age to do to release albums in that same in that way man i really think that you know a lot of artists are going to uh to mimic that you know now consistency is key we're no longer playing against each other we're playing against the algorithm and so if you don't have some way of consistency consistently interacting with 
all of these platforms, then you're making your life much more difficult. So say, for instance, I release this as an album. That's one release on Spotify. Spotify just got 13 releases from me in the last month and a half. Like they know the algorithm knows who I am. (laughs) In fact, actually, last week I got finally started getting my um, artists I'm similar to on my Spotify page. So the algorithm definitely has figured me out. So I'm happy even with that, uh, with Instagram and with TikTok and all that. I was able to, you know, build content off of a song in a week and then move on to a new one, which made it not get stagnant. And now I have 13 songs that I could, you know, every day I wake up, I'm like, all right, grab a video. (laughs) If I don't feel like making new content, grab a video from my camera roll, mute it, put one of the songs over it, put it up. And it's a dope piece of content. Um, And so it it gives you an arsenal when you release like this to be able to take a break. Like right now, I don't have to, I don't have to release any new music. I can push this album some more because none of it, nobody got a chance to get tired of any of these records. I don't think anybody remembers except people who really locked in. I don't think anybody remembers unlikely from week one. Like, <laughs> so I, I, I remember that because you started off strong, man. I was like, and the whole album, like that's one thing I want to tell you about was actually the pacing of the album. I, I liked a lot. I like how you did like, even like track three kind of slowed it down a little bit with kind of a sing, like a singing thing. And then you yeah. like pacing was, was, was really good throughout the album. So it never, it never felt redundant. I mean, even if I heard the whole body of work at one time, it would never be done because you, you put some things in there to change the pace and keep it going and, you know, slow it down. So you really had a really good track selection, man, and really good uh, pacing for the album. I think you did a great job. I, I appreciate it. I actually did it. So I tried to do as close to a, a, a studio, like, oh, you got a record deal album process as I could from the writing process. I wrote 25 records yes. and I picked 13 um, to the, the order. I had an order set. And then I sent it out to some people in my circle. And some people were like, why is this song so late? Why is this song? I don't like this song. It to be." So I started moving it around based on what other people said, as opposed to it just being a personal process. Because I think that's uh, one of the things as indie artists you can get caught up in is it being just you and you catering to yourself and not really giving other people opportunity to, to, to help you make it better. And so now to hear that makes me happy. It makes me feel like the process worked out a little bit better than uh, than expected because unlikely at one point was the outro. Right. Okay. Okay. I can see that too. Intro, outro, yeah. intro, why it works on both of them. Yeah, I can see that. Because it was actually the last song I recorded. I'm actually about to start dropping. Um, I have uh, like a behind the song for every one of them as well. So I'm going to start dropping those soon. And it kind of gives just, they're one minute long just for Instagram. Um, and it gives a little background on each record, but that was the last record I wrote. I wrote that one in studio after we finished recording all the other ones. My engineer is also a producer and he was like, nah, I don't have any, (laughs) any records on this album. I need one at least. So he played that one. I was like, yeah, I could write to this. And we wrote it, recorded it, got it done. And I was like, yeah, no, this is actually one of my favorite records. (laughs) Tight, tight. Like I said, the album was real tight. What was, what was the process like of recording so many songs? Back to back to back, like you said, you, you recorded twenty five songs. The album is thirteen songs. So you were you were steady recording. Is that like what was that process like? And how was it? You know, finding producers to work with, finding engineers to work with, like that whole thing. Um, so I have an engineer on staff. Like even when he's not working for me, like I, he knows if I call him, he's gonna get a good check. He needs <laughs> to come engineer this project. Okay. Uh, but so, but the way I kind of wrote and recorded this, I wrote and recorded the 25 and I just recorded them as voice notes, the references. Okay. And I had them in my phone. Sometimes I'll sit down and record myself at the house, but 
I wrote and recorded them as voice notes. And then I went through and deleted the ones that I didn't want to keep. And it started to become a project. Really, I picked 12 because the 13th one we wrote in the studio. Okay. And once I had the 12, I called my engineer in Atlanta and I flew him to Miami. I flew my videographer to Miami to document the process of recording the album. And we booked a studio here called Bay 8 for the weekend. And we just locked in all weekend, eight hours, two days in a row, and then six hours the last day and recorded, tracked, mixed, and mastered the whole project. And uh, it was fun. It was fun <laughs> because it wasn't, it wasn't difficult because I knew all of the songs. You know, I had been listening to the voice notes for about a month. So I knew all the songs by heart. I knew how I wanted them to sound. It was just like, all right, cue up the next one. Okay. Knock it out. Cue up the next one. Knock it out. Kicking it with my friends. Chilling, smoking in the studio. Right. Because we had that kind of time. It wasn't like, oh, I got to write a song. It's like, no, we just knocking out music. So it was fun. And then uh, after we had all of that done, uh, I flew my videographer back out like a month later. And over the course of a week, we shot 13 videos. <laughs> nice. okay. And that nice. was exhausting. That was, that was, I was exhausted. That was, this whole process has been exhausting. The, the process of releasing 13 songs in, in 13 weeks, because you have to have content for every record. Mm -hmm. You can't yeah. just put the songs out and be like, all right, I'm done. It's like, all right, song, performance video, TikTok idea, TikTok idea, TikTok idea, TikTok idea, post, uh, picture post. Because right. <clears throat> all these platforms want you to interact in all the different ways that you can interact. That means you need a picture, you need a square video, you need a TikTok size video, you need a long form video, right? And you need music. It's a lot. <laughs> so you yeah. know, it's uh, it means something different these days to be an independent artist. You could be a, a rapper or a writer or something, but if you really want to be an artist out here and be marketable and and things like, you have to be doing the whole. You have to be doing everything. The content piece is a big, big con consistent content will get you a lot further than talent. Mm, you think it's to that point now where the content itself is more important than talent? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, talent and content is what gives us the, the, the people with longevity. Right. But there's plenty of people with talent and no content, and we'll never know who they are because how? Mm. They don't, right. they don't have a lot of money and they're not making content so that these algorithms put them in front of us, then it don't matter how much talent they have. Like it just doesn't because we're playing against algorithms. We're not, even when you're talking to like people who might want to invest in you, if they know anything about music, they ask you about your numbers, like on all these platforms. Mm. So like, you think the game has changed so much now where uh, you have to have at least a following even to be put on, like you, you got to have, for a record label to even have interest in you, or even if it's an indie record label have interest in you, you have to have some kind of follow, not just have Yeah, because as a business, because that's what these label, labels are businesses, you know, investors who invest in me, it's business to them. And so talent is subjective to them. The talent gauge is people who have people who like what they do. Mm. It's not their ear anymore because there are people out here. There's a lot of people, like there's a lot of people. That, that you know, I'm sure if you're on TikTok, you've heard the girl who be singing in acapella in her room, and everybody's yeah. using her. She ain't signed to nobody. Why would they pick somebody who ain't? She got millions and millions well, of views yeah. on that. Like yeah. it's like, yeah, pick her. That it just makes sense financially, business wise, it just makes a lot more sense. And business. so I'm sure it's possible. There's the needles and the haste because it's still rappers becoming superstars and homies who 
they putting on and, and they end up like Vaughn, if it wasn't for Dirk, he wouldn't have never been who he was as an, in a rap game because he wasn't, that wasn't what he was, that wasn't what he was on. <laughs> but because Dirk exists, Vaughn was able to exist. So it'll still happen for some people, but for the indie artist who's out here just thugging it out, <laughs> you better make you, you better be making content. It doesn't have to be on all platforms. I advise it, mm-hmm. but at least pick one and be like, all right, I'm going to be on here every day. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, you've always been. Now we've had hour-long, two-hour-long conversations about the marketing side of, of music and the market side of being an independent artist. And you've been always been a little bit ahead of the game when it comes to the marketing side of things. Do you see it going back to you know how it was when I really first got into music in the '90s, where you know now it's a different game, but you think it can swing, the pendulum can swing back where uh, the talent shines brighter than the actual following, like yo. At this point, like, you know, it does. So the following is going to always be something that people gravitate to. But the talent, is there a way for the talent to shine through where them to still get signed without the following? I I think the problem is that I think the answer is no. And I think the problem and the reason is because the word talent means something else for independent artists. Now, it don't just mean you can rap. It means you can rap. You can produce short form video. (laughs) <laughs> you can you could you can uh you know you get your photos done and have professional photography it means that you know how to interact with your audience like all that is talent as a matter of fact i think they're all probably way very close to even so if you can't rap but you can do all them other things mm-hmm. ask blueface how that works well so you think you think now at this point record labels they they only look at like it's all a business decision. It's no talent. I mean, it, it's, it's, I won't say there's no talent, but everything, it's a cog. everything as far as like can be quantized. You're going to earn this much because you already have this kind of following. We're taking talent. Sure. Talent is not even you're going to, not even you're going to earn this much because you got this kind of following. Like you're already earning. So if I just invest in you, it's a boost. Mm, okay. Okay. So if you're earning because you're a good rapper, great. If you're earning because you're a subpar rapper, but your content looks great, great. Right. If you're earning because you're a subpar rapper, your content is average, but you're controversial in the way you interact with people, and so you have hella engagement, great. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that, any one of those will get it done. But you can't not like you can't just be a good rapper and nobody like there's nobody. Listen, you can't send your demo in mm-hmm. and. Or because basically your demo is going to be on Spotify. If your music's not on Spotify, who you like, and you're sending it to a record label, they're like, "Right, <laughs> what are you doing?" Because it's the easiest way to validate you. It don't have to be ridiculous, but if all your songs say less than a thousand, yeah, what are we doing? Like you got to show them something, right? Okay, now that's interesting. That's that's that's, that's something. I mean, that's that makes sense on the business side, but also I think it's kind of sad from a talent standpoint. You know what? A talent doesn't have the 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 business acumen or the marketing acumen to put the music out there in the right way. I think. But we, but the crazy thing is, it's just lazy because we're all on Instagram. We're all on. We watch. The, we're looking at these videos. They're not hard to do. You get a tripod. You set it up. And you, hey, my song in the background. Mute it. Put it up. That's, right. that's it. because you're a rapper. You're not a painter. You're not a visual artist. Like all you're doing is creating stuff that you can use your music as a soundtrack for it don't even have to be you in the video it could be cat videos or dudes doing backflips and skateboarding which would be cool especially if skateboarding is in your niche then you're killing two birds at one but if you ain't doing nothing then it 
Okay. That makes it makes sense. That makes sense. So yeah, yeah. Nah, along those these dudes line, can rap. These uh-huh. young dudes who pop and they can most of them they can rap. They rap different than we used to, but they can rap. <laughs> right. So let me ask you this: along those same lines, so if you already have a following and now you have record labels, you have different people, uh, you know, brands being interested in your music, record labels being interested in music. Is there less of a pull, in your opinion, to even sign to a major now? Because you already have the you already have the buildup of the audience. You know, they can give you a boost. But you already you already did the legwork. You did a lot of legwork yourself. Majors bring a lot to the table again because they bought everything. So they bring two major things to the table for you. As long as you understand how the game, how it's working, you should be okay. One, they bring a large sum of money that you probably ain't got. But it's a bank. It's a loan. So it's like like again going back to the rust situation. If you could get a loan for the same amount of money as they're going to advance you, you're better off getting a loan. It's better terms. But if you can't, which most young dudes can't get a half a million, million, not whatever, they're going to give you up front. Just know it's a loan and approach it that way as opposed to spending it to be be fly or buy houses and all that. Like, nah, we got to make a dope album and then we're going to put whatever's left in the bank and leave it there until we make some money because they're not going to rob us forever. <laughs> right. And the other thing is the contacts. Like, editorial playlists, yeah, they tell you you could submit, and people do get put on every now. But like these major artists, they get on every playlist because labels put them on every playlist. So those kind of like the kind of exposure that they can offer you because of the connections that they have, because the music industry is called the music industry because these big five major labels are the music. Isn't they can make sure you're heard in a different way. Right, right. I guess so. It's it can be worth it, and it can you know, but you can make millions of dollars never signing with a label like a hundred thousand people who really like you makes you a millionaire as a musician like who really are fans of your music meaning they'll buy your cd or they'll buy a hat from you or they'll buy a t-shirt that a hundred thousand of them if you sell them something for ten dollars you made a million dollars so you don't have to sign a record deal if you got time like i don't want to sign a record deal i i would like to get to the point where i got a hundred thousand people internationally who willing to spend ten dollars with me and i'm cool like i'm straight Right. <laughs> I don't want to be a mega superstar. I'm 34 years old. Right. I just want people who identify with me and rock with me and think the music sounds good to come along and I'll keep making it if, if they, they tell me that's what they want me to do. Okay. Okay. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So you have a, a very interesting background. So um, like I said, you, you grew up as a, the, the son of a, of a civil rights activist. You're a lawyer. Um, you owned a restaurant as well, right? A restaurant, a lounge. Um, yeah. You're pulling from a lot of different areas that you <clears throat> Has all this thing, is, is all these different, you know, experiences you have, they help you make a better artist? Like what you're talking about now, these are things that, you know, artists don't always talk about, don't always think about. Are you able to pull from these different angles to? Yeah, I think my perspective is unique uh, because I've done so many things. And I mean, one of the things that I've, I'm blessed to not have to do as a new artist is a lie. Mm-hmm. Like I've done some, like all the things that I rap about, I've done it and, and it's still impressive. So that's a blessing. Right. Um, and I'm also able to talk about some things that some failures on scale that most people won't ever really be able to relate to, but we can have those conversations. Cause I, I know what the, I know what the win side looks like and I know what the lose side looks like. Right. And so, you know, my music started off as just a diary for me and so i'm actually starting to transition now into trying to rap um 
wrap uh, other people's perspectives and try to do things that are more uh, relatable on a wider scale. But like Flawed Muslim, that's my story. Um, String Theory, the project right before that, that's like a prelude. It's still me telling my story. And so I'd love for people to relate to that, but I also want to show folks that I relate to them as well. And so some of the new new open verses and freestyles and things that are about to come out, some of these features that I hope to do with some some artists, they'll be more outrospective. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing, man. I'm looking forward to it. So this album you got right now, Fall Muslim, you're gonna to be touring for that and uh, you know, put putting that out there yeah. for the time. And then what else you got? Yeah. Oh, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I plan on, I got to put this set list together. So I'm going to put it, I'm going to put together like a 60 minute set list, but have it broken up into 15 minute portions. That way, if I get booked for 15 minutes, I can pick one of them, do that set. Or if I get booked for longer, I'm ready for that. Um, and yeah, that's the goal uh, after this Raleigh show, which will be kind of the first show I do. I really just want to lock in, focus, get my, get my team together and make sure the show is real solid go and do that get some really good visual uh, representation of that and then use that to shop myself to some of these smaller festivals uh schools and things like that and go do my thing uh around the country as long as people have a little budget for me <laughs> there you go man no it's been it's really been an honor man to be able to see you you know when, I, when we first met where you were at that point to where you are now man as an artist as a performer um i'm, I'm really impressed man i know you got a great great things to come you've already done great things to this point man so i'm really really impressed bro Nah, i appreciate it man i'm working hard i'm working hard <laughs> i'll be trying to tell folks man this is i have artists so you know i got the label as well the west end music group i have other artists and i'll be trying to tell them like it's hard work bro because <laughs> they were in town when i was shooting the videos i flew them in so they could experience that and they were having the time of their lives and i'm like yeah i mean but somebody's organizing this right right <laughs> and then gotta be the performer too so yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh it's a lot but yeah. it's fun it's fun i wouldn't do it if i didn't enjoy it right. um and i'm seeing progress you know it's not a uh it's not a fast process by any means mm. i'm hoping i'm hoping one day people are saying man that happened overnight and i can just laugh but uh it, but it didn't it takes a lot of work and uh yeah. A lot of people fall off for a lot of reasons. It's not even just the financial reasons. It's uh, it takes a little bit of mental uh, fortitude to keep doing this, and you don't have a whole lot of people listening. Like you know, and I, at this point, I'm blessed. My last project, that String Theory project, it's at like three hundred something thousand streams, and I'm happy about that. Like people are listening, but even even that, you know, when you look at the income generated, <laughs> then it does become financial. Like the money I'm putting out to make this happen, and the money that's coming back in negligible but it's it's a labor of love and for those who really 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 love it and stick to it and are willing to to, to fight these battles it usually works out so we're gonna see what happens all right man i won't keep you too long but lastly uh and you you touched on this a lot of this during uh during our conversation but you know any advice for you know an artist starting out thinking they want to do this let's say high school maybe college coming out think they want to be an artist yeah do it do it but just commit to it man like it it doesn't have to be expensive but the less money you spend the more time you have to spend so you know if you don't have any money to put into it that's cool i mean have enough money to like buy you a little microphone and stuff like that right and make tiktok sounds make little 15 second version wrap the open verses them open verse challenges on tiktok first of all they're fun second of all they're like 30 seconds long so it don't take very long to write 
And if you do those every day, you'll you'll pick up a lot of traction on Reels and on TikTok just for doing that because people are interacting with those a lot. And so do those. But if you're doing your own music, do a song a month. Don't do a song. Like, do a song a month. <laughs> Don't do I'm going to do a song a month from now on. A song a week is a lot. It's a lot. And yeah. it, it costs a lot. But do a song a month and then map out a content strategy and make content. Make videos of you rapping your song in random places. That's content. Make videos of you not rapping your song, just sitting in different places, vibing with the song playing. That's content. Right? But make the content. And, you know, because people are exploding. Virality is a real thing. It's yes. still a real thing. It's a bigger thing on TikTok now than, than it is on, on Instagram, but it trickles over once you get it. But it happens, but it takes consistency um, and it takes some creativity. But if you're a rapper or a musician that writes music of any, you got creativity. Like you could, you could think of what visual, how you visually want to represent your, 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 your music. That's basically what you're doing. Um, don't make it too difficult. It's supposed to be easy. It's supposed to look like you did it on your phone. It's supposed to be personable and, uh, have fun. There you go. Have fun. Lastly, let us know where, where we can find you at. TikTok, Instagram, everything. Website. Everywhere. Everywhere at West End Re. Uh, spelled just like that, but like ran together. It's at West End Re on Instagram, at West End Re on TikTok, at West End Re on YouTube, .com. Um, And of course, West End Re on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your music. Uh, tap in with me. Flawed Muslim is out everywhere now and it is fantastic so go check it out yeah, great album man great album man. i, really I appreciate it. it it's gonna be that's gonna be my spring summer banger right there man facts facts no that's love that's love and i'm about to start putting more visual stuff together um not like big scale well eventually i'll probably okay. do two like music video music videos but this, the stuff i'm gonna do on tiktok should be fun good deal all right Reed. i appreciate it man it's always a pleasure man Always, fam.